Welcome to Cosmic Roadmap. I'm your host, Melissa Lambert, Reiki Astro Geo Guide and bestselling author. Have you ever wondered where in the world you should be? This podcast is about bridging cultures and helping the endless wanderer find their purpose and place in the world. Hear stories from digital nomads, avid travelers, and aspiring globetrotters, and learn how they discovered where they were destined to be and build their legacy. If you're curious about astrogeography and where you're meant to be on the planet, go to CosmicRoadmap.com to download your free Passport to Purpose. My special guest today is Elise Preston. She is an intuitive life and business coach and human design guide based in Baltimore, Maryland. She guides visionary leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs to remember their sole mission and find the courage to pursue it so they can increase their abundance and social impact. So we met through our mutual friend, Juma Kay, during her, her Roots to Rise program, which feels like it was just yesterday, but it must have been, what, like a year and a half ago or almost two years <laughs> Right. I think it was about two years ago. Yeah, it was. And soon after you you had a session with me. So how has life been uh, since that? And, you know, how has the Astro Geo session allowed you to see the world in a different way? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be a guest on the second season and just to be able to reconnect. I feel like yes, it's been so yes. long since we've had the chance to see each other and just exactly. chat. Yes. And I really loved being able to be connected with you through Roots to Rise because I had only learned about astrogeography about a couple of months before learning about you and your offerings. So I was like, oh, this is so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I actually know someone that I can just like tap into their wisdom and expertise to be able to learn more about my chart and understand more about the places in the world where I can really learn and grow and evolve in unique ways. And I think for me, I also really appreciated the fact that in the reading, you wove in some connection to Ayurveda and Reiki. Yes. Because I also, I feel like at that point in time, I also received so much from being reminded, right? Like tapped back into my Kapha Dosha. Yes. And there was a lot that you shared with me about just reintroducing more warm and grounding and spicy foods, waking up earlier, connecting to more regular exercise that kind of like gets the fire building exactly. within my within yeah. my system. Because, because the, yeah, the, the kapha tends to like not want to exercise. Like they want to avoid all those things. So yeah, makes complete sense. <laughs> want to be more stationary, more sedentary. And that was still like during the pandemic and I was definitely feeling a lot slower, more sluggish, was not as active. And so those reminders at that time was like, oh, so helpful for me to just think about how I can restructure some of my rituals and routines. Yeah. I just remember like after that session being like, oh, this is what I really needed to hear. And I think it was also really beautiful to be able to have some wisdom and like insight into um, having some positive affirmations about the place where I was currently living yes. and still am. And also the partner that I'm with because I received some beautiful like insight about Baltimore, Maryland, mm -hmm. which is where I live, that I have a Neptune line that runs very close to Baltimore and also that my Mars line runs very close to Baltimore. So Mars having that connection to like passion and drive mm -hmm. and Mars having that support around spirituality felt really affirming and encouraging to hear because 
I do feel very connected to Baltimore and feel like it's been supportive on my path over the last four years as I've been building a spiritual, spiritually based business. Yeah. But I'm also someone who has a Sagittarius North node and really loves travel and adventure. And so I always have this kind of what if in my mind of like, oh, should I be somewhere else? Should I be, you know, expanding beyond this place that feels familiar and feels like home? But it does very much feel like there is energy here that's supportive of the journey that I'm on. So my, my partner, his entire family is from a region in Southeast Nigeria called Oweri. And my moon line, you are able to show me like my moon line runs like directly through Oweri. Yeah. And so it feels really cool to have like received that affirmation because my partner really does like feel so much like home to me mm -hmm. and that that moon sign has that like grounding home energy. Exactly. Um, so that was that was really beautiful to receive as well. And you bring up um, an, an amazing point where this it's not about just traveling to these places. It's also the people that come into our lives, right? Or the people mm. that we that we attract. And if you are attracting that moon energy, right, to to finally ground in your life. So yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Yes. And I do think that beautiful point about it's not only like traveling to those places is so beautiful and amazing um but our astrogeography does give us insight you know in addition to the places where we can travel to that you can actually connect with people and cultural influences and you know spirituality that come from those geographical locations and for me because i actually haven't been able to do a ton of travel over the last couple of years. Yeah, not for not many people has. Yeah. For me, it has. Yeah, the the insights and just like cool connections that I feel like I've been able to make post our session together have been more through activating those energies through people and through other kinds of like cultural influences. And so, for me in our reading, I also learned that. I think it was my Jupiter line runs through an area and like a region through Afghanistan. Yeah. And there is like, and I didn't even think about this before our reading, but there's a restaurant in Baltimore that is an Afghani restaurant and it is my favorite restaurant <laughs> and have been able to like continue to frequent that and building a relationship with, you know, some of the owners there. Yeah. And, yeah. and the Jupiter energy is all about abundance. It's manifestation energy. So it's like you're constantly tapping into this, you know, energy of abundance when, when you do go there. Cause and I do that. Yeah. I would do that back in New Jersey where I would go to uh, Indian restaurants because that's usually so like Southern Indian cuisine taps into like my energy in Goa. So I would be tapping into like love energy. So I always felt like the self love. So mm. it makes complete sense. Yes. And it does. It's like so beautiful how each time it does feel so nourishing. Mm -hmm. And it is like in those subtle interactions and exchanges that just inherently feel good. And it, it also got me thinking about places that are now on my list to travel to that weren't kind of top of mind for me before. Mm -hmm. um, because one of the places that really came to the surface was the south of France and that I had, you know, a number of different influences that were lit up there. Mm -hmm. And so I have a close friend who actually got married and lives now in Montenegro. 
and we're scheming up some plans <laughs> to be able to do some more travel in Europe. And I think it'd be super fun to be able to meet up there yeah. <laughs> and be part of a, a future trip. And I also, one of the regions that I included in the intake form for this session was being able to explore Northern Africa more. Mm -hmm. And I learned that in the Canary Islands, like off the coast of Morocco, I have my sun and Mercury yeah. like coming together. So that has that connection of like great communication and also potential good fame and fortune. So that's an area where I'm like, oh, this absolutely is on my list for future travel and exploration. Exactly. And have you figured out ways to kind of incorporate that? Were you researching or like watching videos or doing anything to kind of bring that into your life? Yeah, I think really the only influence or connection with Northern Africa that I've been having right now is through a healer and intuitive. Her name is Mariam Hasna. And she has a lot of her own ancestral lineage from Northern Africa. And in some of the ways that she shares, just even like beautiful art and photography and content on her social media and through her, her membership community, New Earth Mystery School, it includes like beautiful jewelry and textiles and fabrics and things where you can really feel that like Northern African influence. And so, yeah, that always feels really fun to tap into when I have the chance to. Yeah. And that sounds like a, a lot of my clients will create little altar spaces, right? With crystals, with textiles, like these, all these little trinkets that they can just kind of grab, you know, as they go. And it's like, oh, I want to tap into Venus energy, some love energy today. And, and they'll grab, you know, whatever is related to, to that particular place. So I, I really love that. And how did you get into human design? I, I had a session with you and that helped me to, to realize like how to tap into my voice, right? My throat center. How do people work with you? And like, how did you get into human design? Yes. So I actually first got into human design back in 2017 when I was doing my yoga teacher certification, because at that point I was just spending a lot of time diving deep into everything mystical and magical and spiritual and all, all the woo-woo. <laughs> The things. And I was, yeah, just reading lots of different books and listening to podcasts and attending online little like workshops and trainings. And I actually at first was very overwhelmed by the system of human design and it didn't catch my attention initially. Like I remember hearing about it on a podcast and then being at the library and like seeing a book and opening it up and having no idea what I was looking at and then having someone else mention it to me. And for me, that's one of the ways that I feel like spirit or my intuition connects with me is yeah. by dropping those spiritual breadcrumbs like three plus times. And that's yeah. when I'm finally like, oh, I get it. Like this that, is something that I'm paying that, closer attention. That was a similar that was a similar journey with astrogeography for me because I'm like, oh, like I would send people to astro.com. I'm like, you can pull up your map and you can figure it out yourself because that's what I was doing. 
And mm. then, I, and then I realized when I would send when I would send the map to people, they're like, "What are all these lines? What? I don't I don't understand this." And after like the third person that was like, "I don't know, I don't know what you're saying. What is this? What does it mean?" Like, you don't know what yeah. it means. I was like, "Oh, light bulb moment, right? Like, I'm meant what? to guide people and like show them like what it what it means." And it was probably very similar to you, where it, it made sense to you, right? Yes. Yeah. So after that point, after I was like, "Ooh, okay." I'm sensing that there's something more for me yeah. here. And I actually, you know, sat down and started doing some self-study and mm -hmm. diving deeper into my own chart and then understood a bit more about my energy type and my profile and my strategy and my authority. I was like, whoa, this resonates with me so deeply, like yeah. more than any other information that I've received about myself. And it also just felt really powerful to have a whole language to be able to talk about subtle energy and the way that that energy is always at work within us and around us. Because for me, I definitely identify as someone who is sensitive and intuitive. And so even from the time that I was very small, I was always feeling and sensing and reading energy, but didn't really have a skillful way to be able to talk about it with other people right. and human design is like a whole language that gives you a beautiful map to be able to understand your own energy system and understand the energy system of others so that you can relate to each other in like more beautiful and harmonious ways so when that really clicked in for me I just became absolutely obsessed and it became something that like every day I was just digging into different aspects and components and deepening my understanding of the system and I started sharing it with anyone that would listen. I was like, if I'm at coffee, if I'm at work, do you know your birth time? Because I'm pulling up your chart. Like, <laughs> kind of accessible, actually. Yeah. And yeah, so similar I, to, the astro, to the astro maps. <laughs> and it was just so much fun. And so I started just doing like little mini readings for my friends and for my family. And I started getting feedback from people that they were like, whoa, you know the system really well. Like, you could charge for this. This could be an offering. Right. Um, and at that point, I was more focused on teaching yoga and sharing mindfulness practices with folks. That was where my energy and my intention was at that moment. And so I started to explore how I could begin <laughs> to create offerings based around human design. So it first started out as offering readings. And then I actually started to create three-month and six-month coaching packages that supported people with being able to understand their design more holistically and use that as a supportive tool for stepping into more of their soul purpose and expanding their creativity and authenticity with the support of human design. Yes, yes, I love that. And yeah, I, I saw like a similar journey with astrogeography and just kind of opening because I started in a yoga studio that's where I kind of dropped in somebody mentioned just astro geography and do you know that you can figure out where to be in the world you know through the cosmos and I'm like wait what what and that's that that's where it all started that was the, you know the, the seed was planted there and, and I started looking yeah. at my my 20 plus locations where I had been to and I did my my own self-study um but mm -hmm. I I was studying Reiki Reiki and Ayurveda self-study uh, with Ayurveda but yeah that's where yeah. it all started and I just didn't know I'm like I don't know if I want to do Reiki the tr the traditional way and then I heard it all it all came together with um, the with the astrogeography and that's how yeah I started creating my signature offer so I, I love how 
yeah, we start in, in, you know, you start with yoga and then it turns into something else. So it's kind of, it's kind of the gateway, right? The portal to, to get to where you are now, to get to where, where you are today. Yeah. So are there any other places that you see yourself going? I know that you, that you had mentioned uh, North Africa, Sedona, Arizona was another place that you mentioned in your reading and India. So are those places that you see yourself um, going in the near future? So actually, my partner and I do have plans to go to Sedona this summer. So I'm super excited about that. We're going to do like a five-day trip at a resort space there. But in terms of India, I don't have any plans in the works yet, but I am confident that I'm going to find my way to India at some point. Well, and what was your reason to to go there? Was there like a calling or related to yoga or what was it? Yeah, it does feel related to yoga for me. I think having the opportunity to go through my yoga teacher training experience and yeah, just learn more about the beautiful spiritual kind of like roots and context of yoga, of Ayurveda, of just like the Vedic philosophy. To me, I think that's where the deepest kind of call is for me towards India. But I also am just excited to be able to tap into and explore some of the other cultural elements that really resonate with me and that feel beautiful just in terms of the music and the food. And I feel like there is an energy and just a a lot of like color and vibrancy that my mind associates (laughs) with India that I want to be able to physically experience in person versus just, you know, seeing it through film or media. Exactly. And yeah, I see that you had a lot of uh, Jupiter energy there. So I'm going back to to your map. Yeah, Jupiter energy. So manifestation, luck and abundance. Also um, moon energy. So that grounding, right? That home energy. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that you were called to this particular form of spirituality, right? Because it felt very grounding. Also helping with with communication and being seen. So yeah, a lot of beautiful energy. So it makes, makes complete sense. And and Northern Africa, do you see yourself, you're already connecting with a mentor. So do you see like a future trip there? Uh, we looked at Egypt. That was another big place where you had energy. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I actually have been connecting more with Egyptian spirituality just through, you know, some of the goddesses, Isis and Hathor, mm-hmm. having read the Sophia Code and also just working with like some goddess oracle decks. So mm-hmm. that, that has felt really fun over the last couple of years. And yeah, again, it's like, I, I do feel absolutely interested in traveling and exploring those places in person, but don't have, yeah, like don't have set plans in the works yet. Yeah. And I, yeah, I love that you're working with, yeah, like cards, right? Oracle cards or with the goddesses. So that's, that's another way. Yeah. I, yeah, my clients haven't mentioned that. So that's a, that's another thing that I can introduce to them. It's like, Hey, there may be some, some cards that are related to, to Egypt, right? Or the, the goddesses from particular places. So yeah, Yeah, I really love, 
Yeah, because oh. because the, the goddesses are yeah, I know they're like some are based in in the UK or like Ireland or China, so from all over the world. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful way to connect. And do you are there any other ways that you're connecting from a distance? You know, you're based in in Baltimore, expanding your business, and how do you see how are you pivoting at this point? Because I know that your business has been you know evolving from from the beginning. Right. So it's been really beautiful to be on this journey of just like following the spiritual breadcrumbs. And I'm sure you've experienced this so much too in business where it's like set out with a particular idea of what we think we're going to be doing and where we think we're going to be going. Yeah, And that for me, I've noticed that my business has shifted and changed a lot. Like each year that I've been in business and what feels like it's coming forward right now at this time is more in-person experiences and more opportunities for me to actually explore how to use my gifts in a different way because I've very much identified with being a coach and a mentor thus far and do feel like through the lens of human design as a projector, that's something that comes really naturally to me is being in that seat of guide and seer and way shower for folks. But I actually have a lot of skills that are more in the space of community building and facilitation and weaving people together in really powerful ways. And so I'm taking a look at like, what would it actually look like for me to kind of step back a little bit from this role of coach or mentor or guide and step into this role of more of a like community alchemist and really allowing for a level of folks bringing their unique gifts and strengths to the table and like me really creating the container or the space Mm -hmm. for magical things to happen when we bring really beautiful and like values aligned and heart aligned folks together. Yeah. And it's, it's less about what you're bringing to the table and what they're bringing to the table. Yeah. Yes. And that really feels like the space that I've been directed to step into this year more in 2023 because some of the ways that I have been connecting with clients and some of the ways that I have been even just like approaching marketing or my offerings are not yielding the same results and also not feeling as fun or as exciting for me. And I'm like, what's happening? It's just, it's feeling a little stuck. It's like stagnant. Stagnant. Yeah. But when I think about these new possibilities and these new ways to create and kind of operate more collectively, I'm like, ooh, there's so much energy. There's so much excitement that like lives over here for me. And I'm still very much in the process of, yeah, exploring more of what that's going to look like, but feel really excited about even just the few opportunities that I've had to hold space and like connect with folks this year so far. That's amazing. And can you go through the the different human design 
um, the the types? Because you're, if I remember correctly, are you a projector? That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm a manifest a manifesting generator. You're a manifesting generator. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yes. So within the system of human design, we take your exact date, time, and location of birth in the same way that Melissa does for, you know, calculating your astrogeography. But when we take your birth information and plug it into the unique human design software, what you get back is a map or a blueprint of your unique energy system, just called your human design chart or your body graph. And it contains lots of really beautiful information about how to understand your unique energy system, how you're most optimally designed to exchange energy with the world around you, how you're most optimally designed to make decisions, and just some of the unique gifts and strengths and qualities that your soul chose in this lifetime. And there are five main energy types that exist within the human design system. And then beyond your energy type, that's where information you know, begins to get a bit more in-depth and nuance and individualized and personalized to you. But when we're talking about those big, broad energy types in human design, those five types are manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. And they all show up, we all, all of these types show up on the planet in really unique and powerful ways. And what I also really love about the human design system is that it supports us with understanding that we are not homogenous, right? I think like in our popular culture, we have been taught to believe that there's like one formula, one right way to be successful, one right way to share your voice. And actually, when we use this lens of human design, it helps us to see that what works for me and what supports me on an energetic level actually is very, very different than what would feel good and what would feel true for you as a manifesting generator. Right. Um, so just to share a little like high level overview of each of the types, starting with our manifestors. Manifestors are about 10% of the population and they're here to be our trailblazers, our initiators. Okay. They're folks that are here to start movements and really move energy um, in new directions. And manifestors have a unique strategy. And when we talk about our strategy in human design, this is, is the way that we're most optimally designed to exchange energy with others and exchange energy with the world around us. The strategy for manifestors is to initiate mm -hmm. and to inform. And so what that means is that for them, they are designed to really initiate and act upon their, their gut urges. But in order for that to be able to work more smoothly with the other people around them, it's really important for them to inform others of the decisions that they're making and the actions that they're taking yeah. because they do have this really bold, powerful energy that they carry with them as manifestors. And the way that they show up in the world inherently has a really powerful impact on other people around them. And so in order to create more harmonious relationships with other people and to have more ease in their experience. It's so important for them to just give other people a heads up, inform them of what they're up to. And as a result of that, they will experience less pushback and friction and resistance from right. the other people around them as they're moving through the world in their really powerful, trailblazing ways. Because as manifestors, what they really desire to experience is freedom. 
to be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want, and they can experience more of that freedom through their strategy of informing. And then we have generators and generators are between like 30 to 35% of the population. And generators are beings who are here to build and create and share energy with others. What's unique about generators and manifesting generators is that they're actually the only energy types of the five that have their sacral center in their chart consistently defined. And so what that means is that they are designed to listen to their sacral, to their gut, <laughs> to be their guidepost for how they use their energy in this world. Their strategy, how they're most optimally designed to exchange energy with others in the world around them is to respond. And so what that means is that they're designed to respond to life in alignment and in accordance with the wisdom that they're receiving from their sacral center, from their gut. And so when they're moving through life, when they're moving through the world, instead of feeling like they have to operate always, always from their linear logical mind, they get to actually slow down and tune into their body, tune into their energy system and explore like, hmm, am I feeling a sense of lit upness? Am I feeling a sense of aliveness around this? And if you are, that's a great sign. That's your yes. <laughs> that's your full body yes, right. that you actually have the guidance from your soul to move forward with this, that you have the energy, that you have the capacity to be able to take action on whatever that stimulus was that you connected with. But if you don't feel that sense of aliveness or lit upness from the gut, then that means that it's a no for you. And this is something that is so, so, so important because generators are about 30% of the population. And if they are not listening, if they're not responding to life in, in alignment with their gut, then they're not able to actually turn on their energy generating motor. They're not able to turn on their mm -hmm. sacral center and have the sustainable life force energy to create and build and share energy in the way that they're designed to. That's fascinating. And this is very similar to the manifesting generators. Um, manifesting generators like yourself are very powerful energy beings. They're actually the only energy type within the human design system that is a hybrid energy type. So you are able to contain within you some of the gifts and strengths of both the pure manifester and the pure generator and come together to create, you know, an energy type that is all your own. <laughs> so you do have the same strategy as generators, which is to respond to life in alignment with that wisdom that you're receiving from your gut, from your sacral center. But what is, you know, a slight modification here versus the pure generator is that pure generators can have more of a desire or capacity to pursue things more to the point of mastery and have their energy more focused and directed towards specific projects or initiatives for longer durations of time. But manifesting generators are actually the energy type that moves the quickest of yeah. the five energy types. And it feels most in alignment and most in integrity for manifesting generators to give yourself permission to wear lots of different hats and 
to have many different buckets of where you can direct your energy and your attention. But it's so important to be really aware and be discerning of the choices that you're making around those different hats that you wear, because you want to make sure that you are using your strategy of responding to discern what projects and explorations and people and experiences you want to say yes to. Because as a manifesting generator, it can be really easy to say yes to all the things, you know, just for the sake of saying yes and being busy and, you know, having many different ways to use your energy. But that actually is not going to feel most supportive for you. What's going to feel most supportive for you is having the ability to say yes to the things that genuinely and authentically light you up so that you are able to turn on that energy generating motor and create that beautiful flowy life force energy from within you as you are saying yes to the things that are true and in integrity for you. And as a manifesting generator, this can be very tricky because our our current culture is much more geared towards celebrating and supporting the ideas of folks picking one thing and sticking to it <laughs> for right. the entire lives. It's, it's been so affirming because I, yeah, I'm someone that I think I went through four different majors in college and to the outside world, it's like, wait, why didn't you focus on just one? You know what? But I started, I think in computer science and then I went off to engineering. And then even in engineering, I, I went through, it was, I think, computer engineering, electrical engineering, and then finally mechanical and then ended up in biomedical. So it was just like, yeah, I always see the opportunity to learn more. So it's it's been yeah. really really affirming to be like yeah that's okay that's that's you that's me right yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes and that's that's so beautiful because that is absolutely a really powerful reflection of the manifesting generator path and I think there is a lot of yeah like guilt or shame or frustration that can come up for people and it can feel so freeing and so liberating and so permission giving to be like oh actually. There's nothing wrong with wanting to and having this deep desire to explore a variety of different topics and ideas and ways of thinking and ways of being. That's actually what your energy system is craving. And there's nothing wrong with that because as a manifesting generator, it doesn't mean that you failed in any way if you don't complete a certain program or major or project. Your mind and your body and your soul are picking up on and gaining so much insight and wisdom and information for as long as you choose to pursue something. Yeah. And when it's no longer lighting you up and exciting you, what is actually most supportive for your energy system is to release it and let it go so that you can create more space for the next aligned opportunity. And really holding on to things just out of a sense of obligation and outside world expectations is actually what contributes to more of your not self theme of frustration and keeps you feeling stuck and not on your right yeah. path. And that's what I felt right before I left my career of 13 years in engineering. So I felt like I was holding on to something and I'm like I needed to let it I needed to let it go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yes. now I'm, now I'm a digital nomad. <laughs> and, and it's and it's like the most freeing experience, right? Where it's allowing me to to expand my business uh and to to keep exploring. So as the the manifesting generator that I am. So yeah. <laughs> so, so powerful. 
Yeah. And what are the, so the three last ones, right? Um, projector, uh, reflector, or the, the last two, right? Yes. Yes. And I think I forgot to mention that manifesting generators are also about like 30 to 35% of the population. So generators and manifesting generators together make up, you know, the vast majority of beings on the planet. And then we have projectors and I'm a projector. We're about 20% of the population and we are here to really be the guides and the seers and the way showers. Projectors have an aura that is very focused and absorbing and it allows projectors to really powerfully be able to like see into other people and see into systems and processes and understand how to be able to provide insight that can allow them to be more efficient and operate more smoothly. And so projectors are really here to be the guides that help project or that help generators and manifesting generators who are like the builders and the creators and doers be able to do their work in a way that is more in alignment and more skillful for themselves and for everyone else that they're interacting with. It's interesting because I'm usually surrounded by projectors. My partners tend to be projectors. (laughs) And I love that that is also something that we get to see happen the more that we are in alignment with ourselves and our vision and where we want to go. We start to attract the people that can really support us on our path. Exactly. And for, for projectors, our strategy is to wait for recognition and invitation. What this means is that for us, we are not designed to, you know, be providing advice or guidance or way showing to everyone everywhere. We actually don't have our sacral centers defined the way that generators and manifesting generators do. So we have much less sustainable life force energy (laughs) to be able to go, go, go all the time. We need a lot more rest and, you know, solo time and time for learning and integration. And so we have to be really thoughtful and intentional about where we're sharing our guidance and who we share our guidance with and the way that we make that make those decisions and explore how to use our energy most effectively is by being really attuned to who is recognizing us, who's recognizing our unique projector seeing gifts and inviting us in to share them. Because from that place, the exchange of energy can be so much more meaningful and powerful and folks can actually take that energy and that guidance in and be able to make shifts and changes that are impactful in their lives. Oftentimes projectors can really powerfully see into a person or see into a system or a process and want to give their guidance. And even if it's coming from a high vibrational or thoughtful place, if people are giving their guidance in an unsolicited way. It often does not land well. (laughs) People aren't really interested in hearing it or doing anything with it. And that can ignite the projector's not self-theme of bitterness. So they feel like unappreciated, right? Because I I feel like a a lot of, yeah, the projectors around me, they feel like I showed up and it's just like they they didn't feel appreciated. So it's like you you need the, that's why they need the invitation, right? So they, they sense that appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, so that that appreciation is there. And then last but not least, we have the reflector. And reflectors are super, super rare. They're only about 1% of the population. And what's really unique about reflectors is that when we take a look at the visual map and blueprint of the human design chart, all four of the energy types um, have to have at least two of their energy centers colored in and defined. 
meaning that they have some stabilizing or consistent energy within their chart that is colored in, that has, that has definition, that kind of anchors them more into their own identity and their own kind of like innate energetic blueprint. For reflectors, they're the only energy type that has all nine of their energy centers undefined and meaning that they show up, the energy centers show up in white on their chart. And when you have nine undefined energy centers, what that means is that your energy centers and like your whole energy system is especially open and energetically sensitive and absorbent and that you're able to take in and pick up on and play with the energy of the other people around you and the energy of your environment in really intense ways. And so this allows reflectors to be these really beautiful mirrors for the rest of us and even for society at large. Like reflectors are able to have this really dialed in, like powerful, intuitive pinpoint sense of how to mirror back and reflect to us like really deeply what's what's going on here below the surface below the level of what most folks are able to pick up on and feel and sense and see in our normal <laughs> world and situations and reflectors for them their strategy and kind of how they are here to show up in the world is really by making sure that they are prioritizing surprise and delight and that they are being really conscious and thoughtful and mindful about the environments that they're in. Because since they are so energetically sensitive and absorbent, they can pick up on and take in a lot of energy and information from their environment and absorb it in ways that can be unsupportive or harmful to them. And so they want to make sure that they are being really intentional about the spaces that they're in, the people that they surround themselves with, so that they have the bandwidth and like the, the energetic capacity to be these beautiful reflectors and mirrors and not feel so bogged down by the weight of the world. So also like energetic clearing and cleansing is so incredibly important for all of our reflectors out there. Yes, yes, amazing. So how can people work with you? Can they find you? And do you have any offerings coming up? Yes. So if folks are interested in staying connected with me, the I would say the two best places to find me are on Instagram and on my website. Mm -hmm. And so my Instagram uh, handle is I am Elise Preston. And my website is ElisePreston.com. And if folks are interested in working with me, I do have a four-month one-on-one mentorship program. And this is a beautiful opportunity to receive personalized guidance and support around understanding your unique soul's blueprint and exploring how you can really activate more of your unique authenticity, creativity, and leadership potential in the world. This is not specifically for entrepreneurs. I do love working with entrepreneurs, but you do not need to necessarily have, you know, a business or a creative venture already, you know, in the works to be able to work together. I love being able to support anyone who's desiring to really tap into and reconnect with your soul and your purpose in, in this lifetime and exploring how to have more just loving accountability and support along that process. I also am hosting monthly community connection calls 
And this is a space where we come together to really tap in around one area of our astrology or our human design, having a little bit of like cosmic connection. And then each month having a different theme and different breakout rooms where we can learn more about the other folks in the space and how we can support each other's work and provide feedback and support for each other. And so I'll be continuing to share some information about that on social media. If you follow me at I am Elise Preston. Also, if you want to join the email list, that's a great way to stay connected about future free and also in-person events that I'm going to be guiding and facilitating this year. Yeah. And what are the in-person events that you're planning? Yes. So I feel really grateful to have some beautiful connections with fellow entrepreneurs here in Baltimore and yeah, just exploring ways to collaborate this year. So one of the upcoming events that I have on the books for March is in collaboration with my friend Mariah Phillips. She is more of a SEO and marketing coaching guide and expert. And she's been hosting these events called self-care and sales. And so we're going to be collaborating in March to host an event where I'm actually going to be leading a restorative yoga session. And Mariah and her sister Simone are going to be sharing some guidance around Instagram and how to really create reels and short form video content that converts. Okay. So that's, you know, one, one event that's on the books for March. And then also in April, I'm looking to do an in-person meetup here in Baltimore that's going to be centered around some of the just kind of like big cosmic shifts that we're going through this year in 2023 yeah. and having the opportunity to really explore our own astrology and human design through some of those like beautiful collective transits. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, creating the space for us to really dive deep into our personal shifts and evolution that we're going through, but then also talking about the collective movements yes. and evolution that's happening on the planet. So those are just a couple of things that are, yeah, more formalized now. And then <laughs> there's going to be more fun experiences to come. Yeah, that's amazing. And thank you so much for being on today. Uh, definitely follow Elise. Her information will be in the show notes. So you can definitely find her on Instagram and also her, her website. So remember, lineage goes beyond your ancestors. You are meant to connect to the cosmos so you may finally find your cosmic family. Until next time. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Roadmap. If you would like to book a session with me to explore your own cosmic roadmap, and chart your next destination in business, love, and life, then head over to CosmicRoadmap.com.